Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 109 of Bleeding Blue. It is officially the start of training camp for the 2020 Giants, kind of, sort of, and that kind of sucks that it is the start, but it's not the start. But it is the start. So for Bleeding Blue, we're going to be talking about our past training camp stories from Snacks, from myself, and even some Giants fans and Giants analysis, analysts, that's the word. So without further ado, let's bleed, 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 blue. Next, we are bleeding blue. We are here doing that for the New York Football Giants. This is a New York Football Giants history podcast. If you're clicking on because it's the start of camp and you're expecting 2020 Giants analysis, we may give you a little bit because I kind of want to talk about how it sucks that report day is get probably something uh, stuck up your nose, get a swab stuck up, stuck up your nose it's a, little, a different. little bit, and a little then you different. go, yeah. And then you go home. So it's a little different this year. But Snacks, how are you doing? It It is training camp. It's it's the start of training camp. We're here. No matter how you can put We're it. We're here. Um, somehow, some way, we have made it this far. And I got to tell you, um, uh, you know me. I'm of the belief that there's going to be a lot of, lot of problems. Um, but we're not here to discuss that. I am happy as shit in the woods. Okay. I am that happy. I don't even know if that's an actual analogy. That's no, no, not I don't really. think so. But I just made it one. That's how happy I am. That football's back. We all deserve football. We have gone through the rigors of this bullshit ass virus. No, it's not bullshit. Wear a mask, please. Wash your hands. Okay, that's not how I meant it. I meant it. We all got screwed by this virus, and it took away our life. It took away our sports. Took away everything. So football is the most deserving thing that we all have, and it's finally, it's back. Just, it's back. We're back. We're back. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about? I mean, here I'll I'll just say, say it, like it. it sucks. It, it it sucks. Like these guys are reporting, but they're not reporting, and the ramp up period is absolutely going to suck. And it kind of coincides with Giants history because you know we'll we'll be the old men for you yes. and be like, oh, the practices aren't like what they used to be, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And uh, I've I love sharing this Bill Parcells quote. I shared it on Talking Giants. I shared it on Bleeding Blue all last summer. Just when going and evaluating training camp practices and periscoping, taking notes, things that I did last summer, things that I've done the previous few years, just I haven't been doing it for content on Twitter. Bill Parcells has this quote that football teams really in today's game aren't really ready to rock and roll when it comes to like they're they're playing at full capacity when it comes to like their effectiveness until the month of November. And that's crazy. If Bill Parcells is having that observation, you know, because he he did he did coach in 2006. I think that was the last time that he coached, like, oh, 2006. 
and then he coached in you know in the 80s 90 early 80s 90s etc cetera, etc cetera. so he saw how the game changed in that regard and it's only gotten worse in terms of coaches access to padded practice and there is no two a days anymore so snacks i kind of want to like i'm sure you've talked about this on fade the public too i kind of want to give you the floor about how do you feel about like this ramp up period the lack of practice etc cetera, yeah et cetera. i mean it, it's gonna hurt everybody i fear injuries and all of that and even before like any of covid hit and the, this weird season we're about to have to me, like you, you played high school football, right? Did you, did you get, you, you're what, like three, four years younger than me. So you probably, you have two a days in, in summer and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It was, and full it was pads, intense. Full pads, tackling and everything. But, and you were sore, you were brutalized, everything like that. But that got you prepared for your first scrimmage. I will, I will say you don't tackle as much. All right. We, we had full on tackling. You're drills. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, and that might've, I mean, and Hey, I, I did go to – I went to St. Peter's Prep in Jersey City. So the way that they run their program, I imagine, is very is very much kind of mirroring how a college program right. would run theirs. You know, they, they, they're producing Division One athletes every single year. Right. But – and even the conditioning wasn't even that bad compared to, like, how I prepared myself. But neither here nor there. It was a lot. It was, it was a lot of hours. And, the, I mean, you're basically spending more time in a classroom now. Than you are actually on a practice Which, field. Which to me is a problem. And I mean, I guess today's today's player, today's day and age, obviously everything's softer and I get it. They want to reduce injuries and it's understandable. They want to reduce head injuries and all that. But to me, you can't you can't replicate in a game what you would do in practice if you're not actually doing it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that's why I think mm-hmm. that's why I think the game of football, while it's probably more exciting offensively and everything it's 20 times more sloppy i don't know if you get that feeling like everything about the every every facet of the game is a lot more sloppy than it used to be like and you see it with the giants especially of course these past few years it's just uh and, and even and even i especially like to if i'm really going to evaluate the nfl in terms of its entertainment quality as a sport i'm gonna evaluate it off of its primetime games specifically its sunday night games yeah I really don't think the Thursday, for whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, the Thursday night games and the Monday night games, they, they just don't stack up. They just don't stack up to the entertainment quality that Sunday night football can bring you. Whether that's a personal bias of you're coming off of a high of eight hours of football and now you get three and a half more, or legitimately NBC just has better games, has better teams, has a better they usually, production. They usually have the best game of the week all the time. So, but that's how I evaluate, like, the entertainment quality of the NFL. If the Sunday night games are good and the Sunday night games are booming and they're great quality of games, then I'm viewing like, okay, the NFL's the NFL has got it together. Right. But there have been years, I think last the last maybe two years they've really picked it up. Um, because I think coaches have started to digest with the changing I put the changing CBA in quotes because it's been here basically since 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. ever since the Giants won the Super Bowl. But it, I honestly think it's taken coaches this long to fully adjust to it. Yeah. And it's like, how do, how can I get – I used to have X amount of practices, X amount of hours of two-a-days and padded practice time. Well, how can I now adjust without all of that? And these last few years, I feel like the NFL has really gotten it right um, in terms of its entertainment quality. Well, now, there's obviously other things like the penalties, which they've gotten wrong. But, yes, yeah. I, I, I would agree. Entertainment-wise, yes. But as like a football purist <laughs> – 
you know, I use that loosely. You know what I mean, though, right? Like, <laughs> as somebody who's loved, who's watched and loved football since I was as little of a kid, the game is yeah. drastically different. There's no hitting. There's nothing. People don't know how to tackle. Okay, outside of uh, outside of a few, these guys, and we're going to talk about the Giants in Albany. They were tackling full force. They were yeah. running tackling drills in 2004, 2005, when I went up there to see them. It's just it's a it's a different game, it's a different mindset. Entertainment wise, yes, they have it down pat. The penalties, that's another issue. How they don't like yeah. re ref the re reschool these referees is ridiculous. Nobody goes to a game to see a referee. That like nobody sees that. How many games, how many off the top of your head, how many games can you think about that were just inflicted by a penalty? I could think of about ten. Giants alone. Just miserable, miserable penalties. Yeah, especially the I feel like the Saints the last couple of years. Well, that, of course, season, yes, of course the Saints. Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph just in the end zone last year. year yep. You could have argued that should have been an offensive yep. pass interference, and then two years ago, and I'm forgetting the team that they played against the, the Rams, Rams. Yeah, the pass um, interference. That the the pass interference call that changed the game completely in 2019 and kind of added <laughs> it added uh, an extra four minutes, or if there depending on how many challenges there were for pass interference. You know, it probably added four to eight minutes onto every single game. And I will be honest, though, like this is I love football, but sitting at a football game, especially when it's cold or even when it's hot as balls, there is a pace of play problem. There's a huge pace of play problem. Like people talk about baseball, but I think it's with I think the pace of play problem is more with football. And that's honestly just a stoppage thing. It's not even like. The actual game. No, itself, and there's minutes. there's a thing, isn't there? Like in a football game, there's literally through four quarters, it's only like like twenty five minutes of actual play. The condensed version of every single football game on NFL Game Pass is forty minutes. That's insane. Every single one. Yeah, but you're there for three and a half hours. I, right, you're there longer, <laughs> but yeah, that's insane. Wow. Oh man. So that's that's crazy to think about. Like you see, the yeah, condensed, just, like, and especially NFL Game Pass. I don't know if it's still free. I think they're. Uh, I think they're changing I would, I would that. assume it's probably ending if it hasn't already. Because yeah. they did that during quarantine, which was cool, which was good. Yeah, no, that was um, a really I, nice idea, and we were yeah. able to watch a bunch of um, when we when we started doing this. We were able to watch yeah, a few games on doing that. some rewatchables. Um, where did I want to transition us to? Where did I want to Should go? We start? Oh, well, first of all, do you want to apologize for anything, Justin? Usually this is my segment, um, but uh, I think you have something to apologize for. So why don't we hear it? Because I, I just oh. want to say I've been a good boy all week. Nothing to apologize for. Um, I've had a great week, honestly. Uh, oh, you know what? I'll apologize, apologize for one thing. I'll apologize for my golf score. I shot a 92 on oh. Thursday, which I should have shot an 86. I missed about six putts that were very makeable, and I'm very angry at myself. So I want to apologize to myself, not to anybody else, but to myself. Um, I will get better. I will get better. Go ahead. I need to apologize for the possible, like, party that's happening behind me. I live in an apartment complex, and they're not even, like, my neighbors. They're, so there's my apartment, and then right outside there's a walkway, and then there's a fence, and then there's houses. And I believe everything's in, you know, everything's in, a, I, was about to, I was about to name drop where I live again. I'm not doing that anymore. You want me to tell them? No, 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 they, people, people got two chances to hear it on two different episodes on two different podcasts. So if you remember it, good for you, but they're living at some houses and they're having some quinceanera, uh, Spanish karaoke. I don't know what they're doing, but they're, it's been loud. It's been going throughout the entire day. 
Like, I'm fine. If it's it's 1 o'clock on a Sunday, sure. But now we're getting, we're recording at 8.30, 9 o'clock on Sunday night, which I actually think they've quieted down the last couple minutes. So I want to apologize for my audio quality if it's bad, this episode. But I don't think it's bad anymore. So I apologize if it was bad for the first, like, 12 minutes of this podcast. Yeah, well, you know what? That's a big apology because it's your fault. If you were mm-hmm. really upset about it, you should have went and said something. But you didn't. Oh, I, I was right before no, my mother no. actually... Came into my room no. and she was like, what is wrong with you? Because I was yelling about, <laughs> I'm going to go out and tell these assholes that it's nine o'clock at night. But I didn't because I'm a coward. I know. And I'm a fraud. Because you're secretly an Eagles fan. So. Well, here we go. Wh- what? I, I'm i not secretly an Eagles fan. I am an Eagles fan of the band. Nope. Nope. I am a big Carson Wentz fan, though. Are you, like, kidding me? I have red hair, so does he, and I hate Carson Wentz. I love the Eagles' music, and I refuse to listen to them because they are called the Eagles. Do you know that? Yeah, I know you. your refusal to listen to the Eagles as a band because of the Eagles, the football team. Refuse to. It, 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 makes, it makes no sense. No, yes, Snacks. it does. And in the, song, in the Bon Jovi song, Wanted Dead or Alive, when he says, I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride, I always lower the volume when he says I'm a cowboy <laughs> every single time. I'm not kidding. That makes me laugh. Yeah, well, it's true. Oh. It's dead honest truth. Oh man. Um, what's next? Why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, do why don't we start talking about training camp? It's a good idea because we did tell we did tell our listeners that that's what we're talking about this week. So yeah, why don't we not lie to them? So basically, the whole premise is Snacks and I were going to come together. Snacks went to training camp up in Albany. I'm pretty sure he was at training camp at MetLife Stadium as well. Quest oh, Diagnostics yeah. Time. I have some notes we, um, could, we could tweet out. We will tweet out the notes tw- that I put. The most ridiculous well, even, things in the world. I would even love for you to share your notes here. Um, oh, I will. I'll also share some of my thoughts and maybe even some like tricks of like what I do and where I sit and how I go about my business. Now, I, I do not have any tricks for autographs because I started going when I could drive, like the second I could drive on my own, I'm like, that's it. I'm going. Uh, if a friend wants to come with me, fine. But I ha- half the time, over half the time I go alone because it's, it's a very, and I feel, is it, am I weird if I go alone? No, I've done it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, a, it's it may be a little different for me because I live like 15 minutes away. Emerson, New Jersey, if anybody wants to know. Um, yeah, I don't care. Let, let him come. Vi- let, yeah. Let him come visit me. Um, but I, it's a little easier for me. But I love that, and I, I will tell you right now, your periscopes from training camp, like that was when we had originally kind of like met, were some yeah. of my favorite forms of content you ever put out. Loved, yeah. It. Because I always wanted to go every day, but I was at work and I couldn't do it. So I'd be sitting at work with my phone watching you at the camp and like breaking yeah. down everything. So that was always so helpful, and I always appreciated you for that. Yeah, I felt weird because number one, I was alone. Yeah. Number two, I was talking to my phone, and I, and I you, you kind of have to yell a little bit too. I well, also I had my microphone. I had my. Uh, you did, here, yeah. Oh, oh, there it is, the classic one. Let me say it. Let me I'll say show, it. There I'll it show is. all of our podcast listeners. Yes, this, there it the is. Blue, yeah. The blue, the blue iRig voice. Um, the blue iRig voice live streaming. That microphone. thing is so it, classic. It's a karaoke microphone. It's not even like a legit microphone um i use the uh i use the the cord for to plug into the apple phones since it's not it doesn't have an aux anymore so i use that cord to plug it into the iphones and then there you go you can use it as a you can use it as a microphone and that's my live streaming microphone the 30 little 30 dollar little 
jank little thing. And so I would do, I would be holding, holding the, the, the microphone in one hand, the phone would be in the other hand. And also one of the reasons why I was really looking forward to training camp this summer is because I actually got a new phone. I got like an iPhone 11 and has really like a really, really nice camera. One of the reasons why I wanted to make an upgrade in phones is because you know, my live streams, they're going to be much more clear. They're going to be much more crisper. And that was going to be this summer. And the battery was battery lasted for much longer. So that, that also, that also is what really hurts me is that live streaming is so fun. No matter what I'm doing, I could be on a beach at Saturday night, which I have done. I have done live streaming on Twitter through that. I could be sitting on a beach on Saturday night, or I could be at training camp, which training camp, that was my favorite thing to do. I don't like, I don't really live stream at games. No, I don't feel you've done it a few. To. You've done it a few times on like blowouts and stuff. Like, just join me in my misery. I remember those. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just sitting and I'm not watching the game. Yeah. But if I'm at the game, I want to be watching the watching the game. And then when I'm home, I'll live stream when I'm home. But that that stinks. That that is the one thing that I was really looking forward to. That those streams they were so fun last summer. And I didn't even have like any kind of audience. And they were really fun last summer. It was maybe you. It was Bobby Skinner. It was Andrew Owens. And it was a few other, you know, a few other people. Kelly Fisher is is one that was always in my live streams. So I'm Kelly forgetting Fisher, a few yeah. people, a few a few day oneers. Um, I have to. Andrew Owens just DM'd me. I have to DM him back. But anyway, you yeah, were there. Good guy. Good guy. Bad guy for not me. Bad guy for not responding to him. Well, I mean, no offense. You're an asshole all the time. So it yeah. doesn't matter. That that's that sucks. That. Well, we can't do that this year. No, uh, really yeah, sucks. I, I, because honestly, we probably would have been able to do one together this year. So yeah. that makes it even worse. So, yeah. um, it's sad. I love trying. I try to go to at least one practice a year. Um, I'd literally take like a PTO day, or I just take a day off, a sick day, or something, and go. Like, because you know that's that's the livelihood, and um, I want to shout you out real quick because I don't know where on um, which platform I'll get to say it, but. Uh, no fans at the game this year. Um, I won't cry, promise. Mm-hmm. But you're 100 percent right. Everything in life is that's life, right? Everything. You said it best. People go to church on Sunday. You go to MetLife Stadium. You watch the Giants. Yes. Whether they win, lose, or tie, they're there every Sunday, no matter what. People. Call me crazy for being this like sadistic of a fan, getting a tattoo, doing all these crazy, crazy things that I do. But people come and go in your life always. They will always come and go. You won't trust people. You will fall out of love with people. You will get your heart broken by people, everything. But at the end of the day, there's one staple of everything that's going to be there. And that's that's your team. That's the Giants. Not for us. That's it. And MetLife Stadium in the parking lot and in the stadium, that that's our sanctuary. Everything's okay. There's no problems in our world when we're there. No. So um, I have been miserable since I saw that come out. And I know you were skeptical about going in the first place, which I don't blame you. Um, all this COVID. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I was skeptical and, too. And I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because we actually didn't get a chance to no, talk No, we never did. We never on did. On the podcast about there not being any fans, which I actually think is significant. It is. I'm glad. And also go check out um, – I was like, I could say heavily in an NJ.com article that Zach Rosenblatt wrote. Yeah, Penkin, baby. Um, yeah, uh, yeah Pen- <laughs> Penkin. Um, Penkin, Penkin, whatever whatever he said. But uh, it, Zach Rosenblatt this past week put out a piece on season regular season ticket holders and PSL holders reflecting on not being able to go to MetLife Stadium this year. It was a very long piece. It was a very good piece. I'm in it at the top, and I'm in it towards the middle. 
So if you really are just looking at it for me, there you go. I'm in, I'm in the top. I'm in the middle. I'm not towards the end. So if you want to click off after that, but, but, um, one of the things that I said in that NJ.com article is I'm glad the decision was made for me. So I didn't have to make it myself. It's yeah, like, fair. it's like, you know, James Franco in a, what? hundred hundred seventy five thousand 175,000 hours. That movie that he was 127 in? hours. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's the great amount. movie. Kate Mara's 27 hours. Where he has to make the decision himself to cut off his arm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, it's been out for like a decade, so <laughs> Spoiler you should have already seen it. But that not to be over dramatic, which this is over dramatic, that's what it would have that's what it would have felt like if I had to make that decision myself to opt out of the season. Which number one, that would have killed me metaphorically, but then you would have killed me physically if I opted out. One thousand percent. You mm-hmm. would never live that down ever. Um, you would kill me with your father's machete. Literally, yes. I would eviscerate you for life. But at the end of the day, I would understand. And I told you I understood. When I, we even said it like even if fans are here, you said you would be skeptical. And I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Me? Listen. Okay. I survived cancer. I think worst case, I could survive a virus. But my problem is I don't want to give it to my family or anybody else. So there yeah. is a there is a fine line. It's not my health I worry about. It's everybody else's. That being said, no way on God's green earth, if I was allowed to go, I wouldn't go. I'd be there. I'd be there right away. In a second, I would buy tickets. I would do it. A piece of me feels ripped out, Justin. A piece. Of, I have not missed a home opener when I'm 27 since maybe I'm eight, nine years old. Yeah. And the last 10 of them have been 20 plus people, 20 of my best friends in the world, 20 people, half of which I may only see one time a year at that game, at that tailgate, and it was ripped for me. So it hurts a lot. Okay, I'm not getting dramatic and emotional. You feel it. I know you feel it. That's, again, that's our sanctuary. But we just, we got to overcome. It's not going to make me love the Giants any less, nothing. I will be watching from my home. I will be going insane like I do normally if I was at the game at home. Um, but it's something I'm glad that I have this platform now, so I appreciate you letting me go off for a little bit because I didn't really get a chance to say yeah. my thoughts. But um, it sucks. You're emotional. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm You're sniffling. I'm, I'm really trying to hold it back, yeah. It's people laugh at me when it's like, well, no shit, dumbass. There, no course, there's gonna be no fans. Okay, yeah, I get that. But you see, you see other teams saying, oh, we'll let fourteen thousand people and we'll let ten thousand people and we'll let half the stadium in. All these things, blah 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 blah. That's fine. But it also, you also still realize we're in we're in the hot spot in New Jersey, New York. But it doesn't hit you until you actually hear it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It, so when I heard it officially, I I, I lost it. I lost yeah. it. Um, so I got that out of the way. Let's we Good. can talk about training camp. Sorry. Yeah, let's talk about some training camp. So uh, again, I'll have you know we'll kind of we'll start with your experience in Albany. Yeah. And then maybe I'll give some some of my thoughts. Uh, I I don't even know if they're their thoughts. I only have one like one story, and one particular story, and then some players that come to mind. About like just wow, like just just wowed me. Beckham is one of them, so we can talk about that. Yeah, you know, just watching him in training camp was just absolutely awesome. Isn't that nice? But now we're at that point of talking about Odo Beckham Jr. that I think Scumbag. it's okay to talk about him from a historical standpoint. Yeah, yeah, he's nothing. Not, he's dirt. Yeah, 
and not be ridiculed. Well, I, I think we're talking about two different things right now. No, I know. Um, I know what you're saying. I just, I still hate, <laughs> I still hate the guy, but I know what you're saying. We can appreciate the greatness that he yeah. was. Yes. Yeah. I know what um, you're saying. Don't worry. Because especially he's, uh, in, a, in a way, I kind of hope he doesn't return to that. So then it's like he was just that for the Giants and the trade looks better. But any, neither here nor there. Snacks, uh, you were in Albany for Eli Manning's rookie season in 2004. And you I was. would keep. And you kept like big time notes. Yeah, well, I, I well, hold on, real quick. Odell Beckham escaped fucking prison because there's gonna be no fans at MetLife when he returns this year. Scumbag. Anyway, you didn't think about that one, did you? I did. I had that shit circled on my goddamn calendar. Anyway, so yeah, I went Eli's rookie year. Went up to Albany. Uh, it was really cool, like a nice complex. And, like, it was very fan-friendly. The players were always there. I didn't take exquisitive notes as I did. I have a – I'm literally looking at the notes that I took. Uh, when was it? John Schmelk wrote about the Albany experience in a, in a Giants.com article where he talked about the ice tubs for the players were under a tent outside the athletic facility. When it rained, the players had to do walkthroughs in the gymnasium, which Tom Coughlin disliked. Yeah, of course. The fans could get close to the players as they navigated the campus, which that's something that's significant in your experience. In terms of the practices, Coughlin's commanding presence, they always stood out. He was always he could always see everything. And that this is Schmelk's observations that no matter what was happening, he was able to see it. He saw everything. Um, so those are some of the, at least the familiar things in terms of the the physical space, uh-huh. um, living in the dorm rooms and being able to bike back and forth to the racquetball courts, production studios were set up, going between the practice fields and the cafeteria. It was also fun. Schmelk reflected. Well, it was, it, it was at the University of Albany, so yeah, it no, actually they, was they, on a college campus. Right. They so weren't in a dumpster kind of, fire. Yeah. That kind of sounds cool, like being able to like go to the cafeteria right. and at that point and in time. Hang, out, hang out in the campus, and there's a chance that you could get a high five from... Eli Manning, Jeremy Shockey, and I got the one players are just walking by. Yeah, so shot. I will say, from my experience, my my dad brought us pretty close. We got there early. My dad, um, you know, edit, he's he's you know reason why I'm John fan and everything like that, and uh, my grandpa as well as I've said. But we he got us close enough, and I got to slap Shockey's hand. He was so cool. He was signing autographs and everything. Um, but I could promise you. The Coughlin era in 2004 when he came in, the Eli's rookie year, you could hear that man screaming <laughs> like bloody murder. It's wide open. It's like one big field. You know, on uh, the training camp, we, we go to a Quest Diagnostics. It's got this field and then it's got the one this way. Yeah. So it's got like offense, defense, both sides. It this whole It's everything. So it's very fan accessible. You could see everything. Um, it was very interactive. It was very cool. Eli, as a rookie, all the fans, we were all there. We were all screaming, Eli, Eli, Eli. And this is when Kurt Warner was there. And Kurt Warner was like an afterthought. Nobody gave a shit about Kurt Warner in 2004. That, that must have been crazy. Yeah. Because ne- like now, what we heard a couple years ago was, Odell, Odell, Bro, oh, Odell. Yeah, oh, oh, my God, the fucking kids. I wanted to, oh, I wanted to strangle myself. Now it's Saquon. It's. Uh, I think Will. I think Will's the one that screams sh- that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that must have been crazy. The fact that uh, and nobody was yelling Danny Dimes last year. So <laughs> well, that must true. have been crazy. That Kurt Warner, MVP, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champion. champion, literally four years ago. It's yeah. not even like we're talking about like Eli, where he's a he's an MVP ten years ago. And that must have been crazy. Well, that was the future. That was like you trade up. 
you get you essentially get the number one pick. You get Eli Manning, the guy that wanted to come here. He's the talk of the town. He's Peyton's brother. Um, overrated Peyton Manning. Uh, he's Archie's son. Stop. Stop what? No, c- continue. Oh, okay. So he's a part of the the Manning the Manning football tree. He was the, the hot shot. And I tell you, he did not from 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 my eleven year old eyes. He didn't wow. You know what I mean? Like he never. No. He, he was not like I, I wasn't sitting there watching. Like a, I, I would think like a Brett Favre would look great in training camp. You know what I mean? Just bombing the ball. Good. This goes back to our argument last week. Eli doesn't do any one thing in particular that wows you physically. Yeah, just wins in the fourth quarter. Yeah, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. But no, but but for real, he's just like he was just he was just a guy, literally just like a guy. And Coughlin screaming at Eli the, the day I was there. Well, it was the two days because we stayed overnight. The two days I was it was like unbelievable. It was just it was surreal. Like you're right there in the experience. You can hear the horns. Obviously, you know you could still hear them now, but whatnot. You hear the horns. Everything's. They had the old school water tanks. You know what I'm talking about? Like the uh, mm-hmm. where you spray in the water like that. Um, they made a hell. They made a hell of a lot of noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes, big time. But overall, it was like like I said. I don't have I don't have too much because I, I was young. I don't remember everything. It was cool. I remember I remember Rich Seibert and Jeremy Shockey getting into a fight there though. Um, I don't that know. is a story. Huh? Yeah. Well, yes. That is a story. Yes, it is. Yes. So I I remember. It was. I remember it was Rich Cyber because my dad said it was Cyber, and, and it was. I know it was Shocky because he had he had he had the blonde hair. His helmet was off. They were going at it, and everybody came in. And my favorite part about that was I, I don't know how it started. No, not you know obviously something in the trenches or whatnot. Um, but my favorite part was all the coaches just stood around, like they let them go. <laughs> They're not breaking it up. They you, training camp. It, that that's what it's about. Every I'm sure in your high school when you played there was training camp fights. You let it go. It's no animosity. You're just you're you're heated, literally mm-hmm. dehydrated. You're soaked to soaked to the gills and sweat. You're yeah, competing. Water was for the week back then. What was that? Water was for the week back then. Right. Well, take what you want, not what you need. I'm sorry. Take what you need, not what you want. That was that was our old coach's saying when you had a water break. Yeah. Take what you need, not what you want. So it, emotions are always high. You're competing, competing, competing. That doesn't mean you hate the guy. That just means tempers are flaring. You you have to let that out. You have to let that out sometimes. That's why there's training camp fights all the time. And that's why they're always shown on like ESPN and everything. So it was Shockey and Cybert that got into it. And um, all right, real cool question. Betting odds, who would you take, Cybert or Shockey in a fight? Which which Cyber or Jeremy Shockey? This is 2004, remember. So Shockey's young. Shockey's. Right, well, well, let well let me ask you this because are we asking like from a training camp point of view where we have Rich Soybert and possibly guys to follow or Jeremy Shockey and guys to follow? Which, by the way, <sighs> I've never heard of a fight between two offensive players. No, I mean, well, I'm sure Shockey missed a block or something. That's why. Are you sure that it was that it was Soybert? No, and I, I can't. I, again, I can't be positive. I don't remember this. I know it was an offensive lineman, though. It was a hundred percent offensive because lineman. The number was he might have been hurt that year. That might have been the year he was out. Soybert got into a few fights because apparently you're talking from a story of 2004, and then John Schmelk is talking about a story from like 2007, 2008 that he was where involved Soybert, in. Soybert got into a fight with the defensive lineman, so Soybert was pretty active. All right, but let's but then let's again, talk but then about again, Shockey was, Shockey was a hothead too, so. Let's I, I, let's talk I, about this hypothetical. All right, I'm prefacing by saying that Soybert 
It, it was Soybird. I can't I can't confirm 100%, and I apologize for that. I was 11 years old. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It, it was literally 16 years ago, so I, I, I apologize. But, so, hypothetical, you got Soybert against Shockey. I don't yes. like the whole somebody coming. I want mano a mano, man to man. Because okay. I think it's... I think it's a pretty, pretty damn even fight, if you ask me. One's more athletic. One's a psychopath. One's definitely stronger. One's got the weight. Mm-hmm. So how would you tilt this? Which way would you go? Yeah, because my initial line of thinking was Soybert is going to have the offensive line behind him. Of course. Oh, of course. And, and then it's game over. Then it's bad. game over. Yes, it's game <laughs> over. Um, who? Because I honestly think Shockey is going to be one of those guys where... Maybe he'll land a good knock on Soybert, but then Soybert's just going to keep charging, and Shockey's just going to crumble. All right. See, I'm the opposite way. I think he's going to wuss out. I think Shockey's that big of a psychopath that he will get pummeled to the ground like numerous times and still continue to get up. Like, um, God bless his soul, Apollo Creed against against the uh, the Russian when he when he when he died in Rocky. Um, <laughs> he's just going to keep getting up and keep fighting so i might take shocky to land one punch and i think that's all shocky would need god rest his soul <laughs> i'm just saying i mean he is dead well he fic- also he also, he also died hey uh carl weathers gets a bad gets gets some bad scripts written yeah for dude him. He chubbs also fucking too. died in happy gilmore chubbs, i know alligator bit his hand off and then what the hell and then he and then Happy gave him his head, and he flew out the window. That's sad as hell. What was his? That's what sad as hell. All right, so you're cre- you're taking Cybert. I'm taking Shockey. I I want to look up what was his NFL career like because you know he was a, a I think he was a safety for the Raiders. Who Carl Weathers? Yeah. Was it the Raiders? Everybody played for the Raiders. Yeah, everybody played for the 1970 to 1971. Yeah, not a long football career. Well, he that's did, why we, he did that's pretty why good acting. acting. Him and Arnold Str- uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had uh, one of the best. Uh, what do they call it? Memes, right? When they put oh, their, when they put yes. their hands together. You mean yeah. you mean Sylvester Stallone? No, no, it was Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I why am wait? I, why, that's, that's that's the origin of yes, that meme. Yes. Why am I forgetting the movie? Look it up right now. That. Look it up. Hold on. Look it up. No, I'm not looking. I'm just looking look at it up. his playing career. I'm looking at his playing right, career. I'll look it up. He played in eight games. One game in 1971. Not and seven games in 1970. Um, when was he drafted? Was he even drafted at all? No, no, wasn't even drafted. But they said he's a linebacker. I thought he was a safe. I don't know. What? This there movie's Carl- escaping me. Hold on. Carl Weathers pod. Predator. Oh. Predator. Was that a scene in Predator? Yes, that's the big. That Justin, do you ever see the two muscles, the the black arm and the white arm? I know like exactly this? what yes, you're talking that's about. That's Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. Oh, I love I love Predator. Then how I'll did you not know where it's from? I'll have to rewatch because I'm not exactly caught well, if up. If you in- love something, you would know it. I, I, anyway. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I have to. Anyway, I have to, um, you also said you love Carson Wentz, so Eagle fan. Go ahead. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's my experience from from Albany. It was really cool, very fan. You met Tiki Barber. Uh, no, 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 no. Never did there. No, no. Oh, it was at. It was at. It was at the bubble at the old he, Giant oh, Stadium. Oh, in East Rutherford. Yes. So, and that was in camp, or was it just right? No, it was practice? after the game. It was after Strahan's uh, oh, sack record. Right. I told you this. Come on, that's right. It was in the bubble. Got to get with it, Justin. Nay, you just don't listen to me. It's fine. Me. I wouldn't listen to me either. I'm just saying. I, I did say this. 
a significant training camp fight, so I guess we'll move to um we we may we have some stories from like Albany and even going back to Pace University, depending on how much I'm able to fit in wow. in this episode. We should but, we should get to our time in uh, Quest Diagnostics too. Yeah. But the fight that I remember that's most significant is the fight between Weston Richburg, some of the offensive linemen, and Damon Snacks Harrison. Oh yeah. That's scumbag. And I believe that was either 20, 2016, 2017. There was a big fight. There was a big fight. It was probably I, maybe even Dalvin Tomlinson was thrown in the turf there too when he was a youngin when he was a rookie. Um, oh, that so that, there was a big year. fight. Yeah. yeah, there was a big fight, and that was one of those things where I honestly think you know they try to break it up, but sometimes they just go. Yeah, well, they just go, go, I mean, go, go, go. These guys are pure testosterone, adrenaline fueled. Of course, they're going to go. Oh, snacks! I want to ask you a question. Tell me. Ask me. Because you you watched a lot of years of Hard Knocks. Do you you watch Hard Knocks every year? Every year, yeah. And you know me, I don't have an HBO subscription, and I know you're going to yell at me. Mm-hmm. Justin, I will, I will give you my username and password yep. to do so HBO Go. You took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-mm. Very, um, very good. I want to ask you, because you were at Albany. Yes. And you've been at the Quest Diagnostics training facility. Yes. I think, obviously, it's better for a fan experience if you're at a college campus because there's more player interaction sure, yeah. versus at MetLife uh, versus at Quest Diagnostics and in par- and in parking lot K. You know, only the 12-year-olds and younger have any kind of opportunity to get a signature or to meet any kind of players yeah, or stuff like that. That just happened a few years ago because of all the craziness. But yes, go ahead. Yeah. What do you think is better for a football team? What do you think is better for a fan between college campus and dorming somewhere and going away somewhere because teams still do that and then the giants stay and they go home you know they're they're at their homes or they're at their apartments in new york and new jersey and the tri-state area and stuff like that so what do you think is better from as a football team building standpoint and then fan interaction all right so i would say from both a fan and team building perspective side I would I would take going away because going away you're not you know you're not going home you're not getting lazy you're not going to the club you're not doing anything it's strictly football that's it um cuz obviously these guys live in the area near New York City half of them probably live in Manhattan they live near Hoboken and whatnot those are hot spots you go out you go to the bars and whatnot so I think that can get a little dicey when you're I don't want to say trapped or locked in, but you're in the bubble. When yeah, when you're in the bubble of like an Albany University, that's it. It's strictly football, and you're getting to know your teammates better, especially somebody that you're rooming with. So I think from that point of view in the team building aspect of the game, that's huge. So I think I, that's overrated. Really? Oh uh, no. Nah. Especially for grown, especially for grown men. Now I see. I dis. I I'm going to disagree. College kids. Yes. I'm going to disagree. College kids. Yes, but. Basically, getting the college experience, especially when you're at a co- I guess maybe it's different if you're in a hotel because NFL teams have done that too, where they go and they stay in hotels, and then they have their their mobile training camp site. Which I I get I think it, that might be but worse. then you could be like kind of, then you could be like Kyle Oletta driving half drunk after a night at the bar, and that making was a during turn. the regular season. Whatever, it can happen <laughs> during the training camp, can it? Yes, they're all driving. They're are... all driving themselves there, as opposed to oh just walking, all, walking through campus onto the field, into the locker room. These are grown. These are grown men. Yeah, they're grown men. I get it. So you think, 
a month of training camp away that they can't bond more together? Come on. Don't be ignorant. I think that's, I think, now you would know better because you have, I've I've watched Hard Knocks, but I haven't been a, a religious watcher of Hard Knocks as the years have gone on. You, so you would know better. You, and I guarantee, uh, you know. You could see, you could see through Hard Knocks and they're, it's really not, not like, it's all the same thing. They all go home, a lot of them room together sometimes, whatnot. But they become best friends. And I'd I say think, the rookies, it's probably best for the rookies. Fair, fair point. Okay, but that's still huge. Okay, a guy like Eli Manning and Mike Strand, obviously they don't need that, right? But third and fourth year guys, take this Giants team, for example. They're all young. Everybody's young. Wouldn't that be beneficial for team camaraderie, team building, to be rooming together, to be in the same facility at all times, at literally all times, as opposed to practicing, going to the film room, and then leaving, and then not seeing each other? I don't know. I wonder if Joe Judge is going to change anything next year. He won't. I mean, I think at this point, I don't know. Is there like such a partnership with Quest? Dying? Yeah, because you don't build that whole that whole. It's literally a facility. You don't build that whole facility for a coach for a new coach to come in and be like, "All right, we're moving out." Yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. I think. All right. So either way, we're on different sides of the spectrum there. And I will say from Quest, Dying, that the fan experience is not great. Sorry, it's not great. No. It's always it always hasn't been great, but they did start doing the tickets, which yeah I like and I don't like. I like it when I have the tickets, but when I don't have the tickets, I don't like it because then it, they literally sell out in five minutes. So I can't I I physically can't unless I have multiple people doing it with me. Which snacks I think next year we may have to coordinate that. I love that. We'll have to literally be pouncing on our phones, waiting for that notification to, okay, Giants training camp tickets, they're going to go live. They're free, which that is nice. There are there are actually teams around the NFL that, that I'm pretty sure they in. charge. Right. They charge, and that's out. I think that's outrageous. It is outrageous um, for, a, for a goddamn I think practice. The Eagles, Come on. The Eagles, your favorite team, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why you love them, because they're scumbags and so are you. So at least they're free. Uh, it's very, very family friendly environment. It's too much of a family friendly environment where kids are fucking yelling in my ear the entire practice. I'm sorry. Um, but I think the parents, they would appreciate hearing that. The parents would appreciate hearing that. I'm pretty sure they want their own chill. They want their own kid to pipe down. No, they're probably good parents and they, and they enjoy their kid being happy. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. and I still don't, you know, well, when what was that? What was that? Three years, four years ago, when they made that full transition to kids only autographs yes. because it, yep, they went, that was, they went oh, well, crazy, right, right, and all, but also the ticket thing too, where it, well, it was well, yes. kind of a hazard. No, I know, but there, there was, I remember there was like a riot for the interview thing with like grown yes. men barreling over kids Odell. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was Odell, yeah, scumbag. Yeah, I know, Fucking I know, Odell. ruined everything. Um, so yeah, they started the ticket thing a couple years ago. I but when they didn't have the ticket thing. I would go every day. I mean, especially because I was in the middle of high school and college. So I was a kid in the middle of a summer. So I would wake up pretty early, get my breakfast sandwich from my local from my local breakfast place, get in the car, exit one fifty three A on the on the Garden State Parkway, go for a few hours, and then I would still have the rest of my day, and that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. I loved it. And now they have the tickets, and I what I went five times, maybe six times last year. And they also limited the amount of practices you can see too. I think it used to be a lot more, 
and now they limited it like to 10 to 13, 10 to 12, something like that. But they did that last year. I don't know how it's all going to work with Joe Judge. I, I think mean. Shermer did some different things and things like that. Um, oh, here's here's a uh, this is totally useless, totally useless information that I'm about to give. I'm listening. But I love giving out this information. You're the best at it. If you're pl- <laughs> giving out useless information. <laughs> if you plan on going to Giants training camp, and this has been the same no matter if it's McAdoo, no matter if it's Coughlin, no matter if it's Ben Shermer. This has been the same. Don't mention those two guys again, ever. Sorry. Sorry. But it's been the same. If you're planning on taking your kid or if you're planning on taking a girlfriend, if you're planning on taking you know, your, your dad who's old and he doesn't want to walk, well, I'm about to tell you the most efficient way to get a good seat at Giants training camp. So, Snacks, you already mentioned how the field is like an L. It is. Literally. You already mentioned at Quest Literally. Diagnostics, it's it's an L. If you're looking from an aerial view, it is an L. Because you have your main field that's facing, that's facing kind of, that has Quest Diagnostics to like the right of it. If you're looking at Quest Diagnostics, if it's right in front of you. And then the facility where the offices are, that's to your left. Yes. So the field is like an L. Yes. But what you have to, and that's where you enter. That's where you enter to go to Giants training camp. But what you have to do, what you have to do, Snacks, is you have to look and see where the cameras are set up in terms of where you're going to sit. Now, most of the time, it's right in front of the Quest Diagnostic Center and if it's straight in front of you. But there are stands everywhere. There are stands that go out through the entire, they go in, they go like from par, from parking lot. No, G is the closest one this way. G. Okay, so it goes from G, G. all the way to K. Yes. That, yeah. That's that's the way you push the it stance. Yes. 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 The stands that go all the 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 stands that go furthest back, they're actually in parking lot K twelve. Yes. So you may have the cameras and the cameras that are on the field that are recording the practices. What they want to do is they want to record the scrimmages. They want to record the live action of, you know, whether you're in tops. Whether you're just, you know you're in shorts, but then you're in tops with that shoulder pads and helmets, or you're in full pads, they want to be recording the seven on seven or eleven on eleven action. The eleven on eleven action That's is fun; it's the practice. best part of the right. practice, yes. right? So they want to be recording that. So how they have their cameras set up, that's where you sit. And a lot of people have made the mistake where they will always just sit right in front of Quest Diagnostics, where they could be warming up in front and on the main field. But they could be scrimmaging on a different field, and they, so and they it, could be the, royally screwed, right? And then you and then you have to get up and you have to move, yeah. um, and et cetera. Et cetera. And those so, bleachers, there you go. Those bleachers are packed right away. There yes. is not many places to sit. No. So Giants, Giants fans do come out to watch practice. Yeah, and that's why they needed to. It's actually kind of crazy that we went all those years without having tickets. Right, because this is the New York Football Giants. We're not just talking about no. We're not talking. We're not. We're not talking about Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Right. It's kind of crazy that it did take them this long to have this ticket system, but it's crazy that they do need this ticket system because they actually have expanded the stands that they offered. There's one. There has to be five, five stands, and bleacher sections. Yeah, I think there's like five of them, and it's crazy. They 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 can pack they can pack a decent lot of people. No, they they, yeah. they they can, and it's it's a pretty cool environment. It, I can't yeah. lie, it's a pretty cool environment. Although they they charge you like eight dollars for uh, walking plate and nachos, so uh, never. I never get food. Never yeah, get drink yeah, there. I well, I all right. Never. I have a few notes. Did that did I've, you know? I have a fun fact. Please tell me. Did you know 
I have never once bought myself a drink or f- or food item from MetLife Stadium. That's never. The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I've been going to Giants. I've been I to know. one Giants game. I know. At least one Giants game since 2007. And from basically the years 2008 to 2015, I went to every single game. I did not buy myself one piece of uh, drink or food or food item. First of all, I, I, I commend you for it. That's amazing. But that's also ridiculous. Ridiculous. At this point, I can't. Like, I can never. I don't care if I'm dehydrated. I don't care if I'm shitting myself. I, I cannot. I cannot buy anything. Whatever. I refuse at this point. Whatever. Whatever. Can I share some notes from the last yes. training camp I went to? Yes. We'll we'll wrap up on this. Maybe I'll share some training camp stories next week, too. I'm terrible. I'm ter- we're, we are actually terrible at promoting something that we're going to do in the beginning of the episode and then just, hey, we're just not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I week. actually, you know what, Justin? I think that's what makes us great because we get on good conversation and then we have a good combo. If that... We get on good conversation, then we have a good combo. Yeah, that makes sense. Read your notes. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, so this is from eight. Uh, I don't know if that's a four or a nine. It has to be a nine because one of the notes says I miss Tom Coughlin. So it has <laughs> to be last training camp last year. Um, no, it can't be. All right, e- either way, I'm just going to read them. So my first bullet point is I have these all handwritten. I'm, we will tweet it from the Bleeding Blue account so you guys could see. Uh, it's hot as hell. Underline hell exclamation. Security guards are rude. Must be the heat. There is fantastic energy on the field and in the stands. Too much rap being played during practice would prefer some more classic (laughs) rock. As expected, Eli looks good as fuck. Uh, Team stretches look smooth, all but a few guys being lazy. Oh, here's here's something too. Here's a little tidbit. Please, intervene every time. Do you know that voice? That... On the intercom, yes. that is that tells the players to change whatever. Yes. There's the and then it's like wow. You can't ever fucking. No, you have no idea what he's saying. Nothing. That's and that's the most frustrating part. And again, that's with Coughlin, uh, the other coach, and then the other coach. If that thing has not changed. That was a pretty good. You're right. You're not wrong. Now I can hear it in my head, and it's kind of bothering me. <laughs> um, Keenan Robbins. Oh, wow, I, I said something nice. Oh, Ke- love him. Keenan Robinson showed me good explosion. Yeah. Andre Williams is the disgrace to football. Cut him now. <laughs> I miss Tom Coughlin. DRC How is, many times did you write that? Uh, well, so far, just one. Um, I probably should have wrote a lot more. DRC is fast as fuck. Love that guy. And I did love DRC. He was a great ball player for us. Yeah. Uh, country music is now playing. Kill me. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, I hate that. Good footwork shown by Casillas and Thomas. Safety position looks solid. Oh boy, was I wrong on that. Uh, ben- that was probably like Landon Collins. Uh, no, I said Casillas. Not- no. Uh, nope, nope, it was Collins. I can't read my own handwriting. Bennett Jackson is awful. Cut him. In full caps, three exclamations. Love Darian Thompson, but he shouldn't be wearing Jacobs' number 27. Sorry. <laughs> you were right. I was right, because I shouldn't have loved Darian Thompson. He sucked. 
OBJ is stupid good. Just wow. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Very fun. Yeah. That he was the single most most I'm gonna say most twice, most fun part about the Giants, first of all. Yeah. From when he entered the league to when he left the Giants, but also just going to training camp. It was very I mean, I obviously my eyes I wanted my eyes to be elsewhere because I'm looking at the offensive line because they sucked. I'm looking at how the secondary does because they sucked for years. But just every once in a while when you would pan over to OBJ because everybody's eyes would be on OBJ, awesome. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. All right. What else do I got? Uh, OBJ. So, all right. Collins needs to stop eating butter with his fingers. He can't catch a ball. Thunderous ovation as Eli makes his way over to the stands. Sterling Shepard is a fucking stud. During mm. water break, during water break, JPP and Vernon doing sprints on the side. Love it. Snacks Harrison is a fat, disgusting slob. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Wing can put the punt the fucking ball. Damn. My brother ordered walking nachos with cheese. And then uh, there's a few bullet points after that. They failed to tell him there wasn't cheese. It was salsa. Not the end of the world by any means, but they need to be more alert. And that was that was it. Wow, that was incredible. So uh, I, I guess we'll push some training camp stories from fans. There's a Big Blue View article where fans submitted some pictures and fans submitted some stories of training camp. This even goes back to when they had it at Fordham, which is in the 60s. There's like a YA Tittle story, which I think is awesome. There's some Pace University stories. And uh, there's some Albany stories, and then there's a story from like 2012. So, do you uh, do you have anything else that you would like to bring to the space and bring to this conversation right now before we wrap up? Uh, no, I don't. Um, do you think our do you you know listen? Obviously, Anthony gets on and that gets recorded at the end always. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to think he went to Albany, right? I'd like to think that. He lived in New Jersey. I think he grew up in the tri-state area, and that's why he's a Giant fan. But then he moved down to South Carolina, maybe for work, but then he also went to college, and he played some ball, and he balled out in college, and he was pretty good. So I would like to think that Anthony, yes, maybe Anthony did make his way to Albany, um, and he absolutely fell in love. Maybe he maybe he fell in love with like a Jason Seahorn. Hopefully he got mm-hmm. to see Jason Seahorn, yeah. sec- two secondary. Yeah, guys. he seems like a guy that would love Jason Seahorn, so I hope you got to see him. All right, well, everybody, thank you for listening. This has been uh, an episode, co- an episode, well, a podcast called Bleeding Blue. We talk Giants history. I hope you enjoyed. We will be back next week. We will be back next Monday. Uh, go listen to Talking Giants too. Um, we are starting our PPP series, our, our player profile and projection series. We're three times a week. We have many episodes on two different Giants players, going over some stats, maybe over some fun facts, and what we project them to do for the 2020 season. And then twice a week, we'll have our regular episodes with some news, and um, probably we're going to fit in some interviews. We're going to need to get some interviews in, hopefully with some beat reporters this summer, because we're not going to be there, and they're going to be our best uh, eyes and our best uh, our best opportunity to figure out what the hell is actually going on. So go listen to Talking Giants. Uh, consider... Uh, giving to our Patreon, not really giving, I guess subscribing, Subscribe. following. It's well worth it. Sub- well worth subscribing it. Subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash talking giants. We, I may convince Bobby to eventually let us post some bleeding blue stuff in there because there's already the incentive of we'll do a monthly raffle for mm. a talking giant shirt. And if you're, and if you are a patron, if you are a Patreon member, 
You will get access to live shows as we record them. Snacks, that's going to be awesome because I want you to be there. Because I want you to be reacting to the game. Like, right after I, the game? Maybe not right after would, the game. Well, please, give me give me a second. Sunday night, Sunday night, a few hours after the game, Bobby and I, we're going to go live on Patreon, live on YouTube, um, and we can react together. And you can enter in the chat, and you can watch as we record, instead of having to wait for Monday morning. Wait for it to be on the podcast app, or wait for it to be on YouTube. So, um, do Patreon, subscribe to Patreon. I would greatly appreciate it. It's just $2 a month. Um, if, and if you can't give the $2 a month, please consider leaving a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app for Bleeding Blue and Talking Giants. That'd be greatly appreciated. We will see you next week. We'll have probably some more training camp stories. We may get into Ernie Paladino again. Keep on Bleeding Blue, and peace. Peace!